Hey Maggie. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. I feel like it's been a while since I've talked to you. We always say that. I know. And and that's not true because you came over and hung out the other night. That's true. I was the secret Hitler. You were. We played secret Hitler and it was you. And see when when a new person plays that game, I'm always it's always confusing to me because I always think they're being they just don't know how to play yet. But really, no. it's always them, it's, and then it's they win. Them. So you <laughs> I won. did win. You did. You won the Hitler. game. I was so Hitler, but also a winner. Your acting chops were in full view last week. I'm pretty manipulative. Yes. I'm yes. going to go ahead and throw that out there. I may be a bad actor, but I'm a pretty yeah. good and, manipulator. And you can play a fascist like, really well. Yeah, right? Yeah. So tonight, we have some great people over here and talking about theater. Once again, we are on the verge of on the verge. Right. Our very favorite little transplant theater festival from mm. Josiah Davis and Kate Bergstrom. And this year's a little different because, you know, usually the core group is Kate Bergstrom, who uh, is at Trinity Brown and I, I believe just graduated from Trinity Brown, oh, yes. the MFA program there and directing. Uh, and Riley Barris, who was just up through this last season, the uh, theater teacher over at uh, San Marcos. She yep. has moved to L.A. to pursue opportunity down there. And uh, Jess Balanoff, who we had on the podcast last yeah. year for On the Verge, is having a baby like in the imminent future. So right. it's kind of shaken up. It's still Kate Bergstrom, Josiah Davis, who's been involved, good friend of Kate's, great director, has been involved the last couple of years. Um, so he is here today and he has brought some of his cast, some like of his most cast. of his cast, most of his cast, and they are doing all of his cast. Trouble in Kind by Kari Dodd-Svitch. They're going to talk to us about that, and that's going to be great because it sounds so cool. I've heard that there's going to be literal dirt on the floor and possibly a familiar piano. Mm, Yes, that could be. Okay, it's coming up. Let's hear from them. Let's go. Hey, Anna, it's summer, which means one thing. We're on the verge of On the Verge. We're on the verge of On the Verge again, and I'm so excited. (laughs) The On the Verge Festival comes every summer for the past four years. Mm -hmm. This will be year four. Mm -hmm. And I know, it's great. And it's this incredible festival that is run by sort of the up-and-coming theater generation. This is the under-35 crowd. Mm -hmm. I mean, as long if we keep it going another 10 years, it won't be. But for now, (laughs) it's like the young crowd, young, fresh ideas, really, you know, smart and sexy and in-your-face. And I love it every year. So today we are going to, uh, we have some directors, some performers, some people. We're going to talk to them and uh, see what's going on this year. So let's uh, start with the lovely Josiah Davis. Tell us about yourself. Hi, you guys. Thanks for having us. Um, My name is Josiah Davis, and I am the uh, Associate Artistic Director for On The Verge. Um, And we have some other guests here, so I'll let them introduce themselves. Yeah. Hi, I'm Terry Lee. I am one of the actors and original um, company members of On The Verge. Hi, my name is Jojo Nwoko. Um I am in the play uh, Trouble in Kind. I play the role of Cece, and I'm so excited to be here. Hi, I'm Alex Elam. I'm an actor this summer with On The Verge. I'm in Trouble in Kind, and I will also be in Athena by Gracie Gardner. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And you guys are joining us from out of Santa Barbara. Where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. Uh, 
Went to school in New York. I went to NYU to School of the Arts. Moved out to LA where I met Josiah Davis. And he picked up, picked up the phone about a couple weeks ago, asked if I could be a part of the On the Verge Festival, and I immediately said yes. Excellent. I am also all over the place. Um, I grew up in Plano, Texas, so suburb of Dallas. Uh, Josiah and I met at UCLA, and we were really good friends there. I live in Chicago now, and when you get a phone call from your best friend saying, do you want to work on this play, you just say yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and all, Alex has also been working at Steppenwolf in Chicago, oh, which great. is really I exciting. Have. Yeah. Nice. Um, but... Yeah, so On The Verge, we're coming back, and we're here, and very, very excited to be here. Um, tell, tell us about, I, I'd like to hear about Trouble in Kind, how you came to the script, and how, wh- what's going on with yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Um, so this year, as people know, uh, we usually do like four to five different uh, pieces in On The Verge. Um, but this year's a little different and we're honing in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're only doing two productions. One is Troubling Kind by Caridad Fitch. And the second is Athena by Gracie Gardner. Um, the one I'm directing is Troubling Kind by Caridad Fitch. And I met her at Brown University. At the beginning of this year, they have a festival for the playwrights there called Writing is Live. And I was working on a play <laughs> called Mirage by Kyla Searle who was a mentee of Caridad's Fitch um, mm. in her early years. And so Caridad came to see the show and like give her notes on Mirage. And so that's how we got in contact. And I was a fan of her and I think she was a fan of me. And she was like, I have, I'm writing all these new plays. Um, would you like to read them? Mm-hmm. And I was like, 100%. I'm totally down. Um, so Trouble in Kind is the seventh play in a cycle of plays hmm. that she wrote in the last like eight months. Wow. Which wow. is insane. Um, and the first play is called Red Bike, which has its rolling world premiere right now around the U.S., which is really exciting. And that's like the seed of where um, all these different plays are coming from. And with this plays or with this cycle of plays, she's um, pinpointing the emotional landscape of working class Americans around mm. the country and doing it in a way that is um, poetic and mythological. And and it's a little more than just what the day to day is. Right. She's trying to find out what is this thread that we're all feeling? What is this anxiety that we're all dealing with? Does um, she come from this background particularly or is this something that she's fascinated by just on a uh, like a voyeuristic level? That's not the right word. But. Right. No, no, no. Um, but she is she's uh, a Latinx playwright and has lived in a bunch of different areas uh, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she's lived in Florida. She lives in New York right now. Um, but she's experienced these different pockets I see. of the U.S., um, so like, so for instance, one of them, uh, Holler River is like more of like coal country. Hmm. Um, another one called Hurt Song is about like waste pickers. Um, it's like everything is devastated and all they have is trash to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Bike is, is, uh, is really simple and is about a boy who, or about a person who wants to, uh, their dream of a bike and they're rolling down a hill and like all the emotions that happen in that. So it's like really personal and, and, and lovely. 
And trouble in kind, which we're dealing with, happens in the bayou. Um, and it happens right after it's in the wake of a uh, hate crime. So the aftermath mm. of a hate crime. And what we're doing or what she's doing in this play is trying to figure out or to look at the community, the ripples that happen right after that. Right. How do we deal with something that happened in your neighborhood and could happen again? You don't know when, but it could happen again. Right. It's that thing that's just hovering, looming that we're waiting for. Um, But even more than that is how do you move on? How do you move past that? How do you heal and recover? And how do we do that together as a community? which is one of the biggest values of On the Verge, is how do we bring the community to one spot and have a conversation? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Cotty Dot's play does a very good job at being open enough to receive a message that we don't hear every day, a message of hope, a message um, that breaks through the, the trauma that we're all feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think you need you need other people to do that. It's not something you can do mm-hmm. by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in terms of the Santa Barbara community, especially the theater-going community, what message do you really hope will be delivered? Because this is a is an affluent sort of bougie mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, everyone knows that. And and no, so yeah, things like true. this I think are important. Like plays that's like true. this, or it's important to bring because we can only mm-hmm. see. The game's afoot mm-hmm. so many times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before we're like, we get it. Sherlock Holmes is a person who yeah. existed. <laughs> like, just, I, no, I'm serious. Like, I want yeah. to see more plays like this. So mm-hmm. what, why is it important to you guys specifically? And, you know, everybody speak to this to bring this message to this community. Mm. Uh, yeah, chime in. I'll go last. Yeah. So I think the way in which people begin to understand each other, it can be art. Art, I feel, is a great gateway into getting people of different backgrounds to understand each other. I believe Trouble in Kind is a great example of something that's so um, it's so specific, right? Like the idea of after a hate crime, a group of people who has known life to be one thing and then go through something really traumatic. You have people that want to protect themselves, build walls to even, you know, understand how to cope. There are yet people who want to dig deeper into mm-hmm. the event in order to understand why you have people that are just trying to like breathe again. Mm-hmm. And and I believe showing the Santa Barbara community what someone like what something like a group of people from the bayou in Louisiana who <laughs> two sides of completely different backgrounds, but to understand how empathy begins the conversation. Like understanding what these people might go through on a daily basis mm-hmm. because of maybe the color of their skin or because of their sexual background, their gender identity, just different things. Understanding how it's more than what the community goes through really does, I guess, reflect, I think, the incident in a way. And it's, it's a ripple. And it's understanding, just beginning the conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know this could happen here. Or I didn't know what it was like when these things happened because I live all the way over here and right. I don't experience the same things people of different races experience and so I can only hear about it on the news for like five seconds because it happens and then the news covers it and then it is gone in two seconds. Right. So I think the art form of theater begins that conversation. Mm -hmm. I think we're at a critical moment in um, American culture and uh, in the bigger picture of the world as well and 
there's a lot going on. And it's very easy uh, when you're in the eye of the storm to become apathetic. Uh, there's all these things happening. How can I make a difference? And I can speak to this because I think I experienced this um, in 2017 in the wake of our election. Um, you sort of give up, right? You just think like, I can't change anything. Uh, nothing I say matters. Um, you become paralyzed. It, it's the opposite effect. It's like you know that there's so much that needs to be done, but instead of doing it, you're kind of crushed by the weight of, of everything that's happening. And so I think that this play is important because, um, and theater is important, and bringing this story to this community is important because we might not all understand where another person is coming from because we haven't walked that life. We've never stepped into those shoes, but we do know what it means to be human. And we do understand what it means to love. Uh, we all have felt or will feel loss at some point. Those things are, are universal to the human experience. And, and so that willingness to meet each other halfway uh, and have the conversation regardless of, I think, exactly what JoJo said, skin color, creed, uh, identity is class. essential. Class, class mm -hmm. especially, is um, is essential and necessary right now. Hmm. And how do you think, like, how do you think this play in particular, different from other plays that might be stretching to do a similar kind of work, how does this one stand out to you? Yeah, um, well, this one stands out to me simply because of the way it is written. Um, the characters, like, for example, are <coughs> three are three of us? No, 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 just well, us two. But the three, like, kind of pivotal characters in the story are called I Am or Ima. Um, I'm another and I'm another other. Mm -hmm. So they are these beings that there is no gender attached to them. Mm -hmm. There's no race attached to them. They could literally be anyone and everyone that you encounter hmm. in life. And mm -hmm. so even the way that it is written and the structure lends itself to um, to an identity in which anyone could see themselves or their family or their loved ones mm -hmm. in. And, and it's I think even yeah. it's like even deeper than that. The writing of this play is so interesting um, because right. I am I'm a I'm another and I'm another other are the characters. Um, but when you're reading, there's no mention, there's no he, there's no she. It's always they throughout the whole play. So mm -hmm. it's malleable in that way that you can place whoever in that role. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. shifts as we've, because we started rehearsals uh, yesterday. Um, and so the reading of it, the voice saying the words uh, changes mm -hmm. depending on who it is. Which is really, which is actually the most exciting part about doing this piece with these people because they're all people that I've worked with before, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But the reading of the play changes, like even their uh, their own sensibilities that they brought to this point. So, did you literally feel like you could cast? You know, you could make up mix up the casting tomorrow. Everyone's playing a different part, and it would still you play like. Technically, you could. 
Right. And but this struggle was very hard for me in <laughs> casting the play. Yeah. Um, because I started out with one idea, and then as you read it, like different things come up for you. It is like Shakespeare in that way, somewhat verse and so somewhat open to interpretation mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it took it took a lot. Like even when I knew the people that I had. It took so much for me to send the email of being like, this is the list. You're playing this role, this mm-hmm. role, this role. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because it can, it is open in that way. Well, I'm interested very much by this mm-hmm. idea of uh, not assigning these particular general characteristics to the characters, but still placing it in, in the bayou. Like, yeah. why mm-hmm. is there not... There's so there's no inference about characters, and yet you're placing them in a, in a place where I think that readers would have an inference about right. what those characters would be like. How are you negotiating that in your direction? or or the nature? I would assume the nature of whatever crime occurs right. is also fairly specific. Mm-hmm. Or it's, if it's coming from a hate crime, then it would have to be right. right. So that's right. interesting. Where uh, do they go? Don't you don't have to give too much away. No, Just, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this this play is about the land, hmm. and I think that's one of the things that perked my ears about doing it here at On the Verge. Mm-hmm. I feel like Santa Barbara specifically has had a lot of conversation with uh, nature this year. Right. Um, sure. Definitely. And Caridad talks about... Conversation. Nature was like one-sided. But actually, that is, that's what I'm getting at is, is this... Earth, the land that we're living on, is bigger than our ideas mm-hmm. of how we see each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and this play, Trouble in Kind, Caridad says, the land that we're on is troubled. Mm. Right? The basis, the origin of how our country started, any country started, um, is troubled. And so the goal of her writing this piece is to trouble the trouble, if mm. that makes sense. To like, to recognize the origin and where we are at this moment right and figure out what that is put a name on it and then move through it and break it open and figure out a different way so that things like this don't happen anymore um things like the hate crime things like the hate crime things like yeah any kind of prejudice or boundaries that you put between people um that aren't grounded in anything right and like really noticing like mm-hmm. who we are sitting next to each other right mm-hmm. and not and it's not about you're from this state you're from this state you're from this country you're from this country you're not like me you have a different religion um because there's a line in this i wish i could recall it at the moment um but it says it's talking about how we build these boundaries and these lines in our mind right and then before we know it they've turned into something that's literally made right. law and into territory. Right. But it's not, it wasn't there before. It's something that we put there. And because we put it there, we can have the power to change it if we choose to do so. Is right. it fuck all the lines in the earth? <laughs> that, <laughs> is, that, the line? that is one of the lines. <laughs> oh. the yep, 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 yep. And also um, change <laughs> its shape. And change its shape. Yeah. yeah. Change the shape of its origin is one of I'm another other's lines, which Terry is playing. Um, it's cool. like, how do you change, how do you change the land? You have to change the shape of its origin. Hmm. And then Dee Dee, who's played by Diva Johnson, 
um, one of the community members. Mm-hmm. And she says, I would love to see that. Hmm. I would love and to like, see that. That's the end of that scene. That um, yeah. And so it's, so it's, so I'm very excited to figure yeah. out how this comes to life. Um, because there's going to be live music happening hmm. and movement happening. Cause that's something that's important to me. Uh, I think sometimes you can communicate a little bit more through body language. Sure. Um, than actual words. Well, this and is so, the theatrical medium. Too. Right, I mean, you have this right. this option, right. you know. And so, now, how does this piece fit into the space? And if our listeners recall, the On the Verge Festival has happened and is happening again at the Community Arts Workshop, which is essentially a workshop. It's, you know, where mm-hmm. they make all the floats and the crap for solstice and everything else. And <laughs> so, but we do theater in there as well. And it's this amazing little urban gem so how does this piece fit into that place? So I'm really excited about, it's actually the same space that I did Outcry in. Right. So the North Building, which is exposed to the outside air. Right. And has high ceilings. Because um, this play is like... And three walls? Is that what you mean? And three walls. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's open to the environment which I think is perfect for this play. Okay. And my big plan, if I can make it happen, is to cover the concrete in that building with soil mm. um, to really bring that natural Ooh. element into the room. And so the audience will have that open air and the smell yeah. of, of the earth on top of the experience of what the actors are giving them. Because that is, that's the conversation, right? That's the tension that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully I can work that out. I yeah. mean, we've yeah. done it before for yeah. I'm Alive, You Bastards. We got... Yeah, we uh, got like sand. red sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. And I got a car. We got a car last year. So maybe... Anything's not. possible. Yeah, anything's possible. <laughs> Soil. Yeah. Basically, have a Broadway budget. Why but, not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I think that natural element combined with the industrial yeah. of uh-huh. car yeah. Yeah. is going to be really nice for us. Oh, wow. That now, sounds great. Yeah, I, I I'm very excited because you know... You know how essentially I'm always dying to see something good. Um, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that's it's good. We yeah. That's, that's all I want. That's all we ever I ask. Just, I don't life. want a I lot. I just want to see something you know? good. I know. Something that moves me. I know. Like, please. Something that says it is 20... 18 and it can't see i don't even know (laughs) i know it's 2018 and we're proud and we're saying something about that i know and we're saying something about and and i have a question is the uh playwright is she going to be able to come she's coming oh Oh, that's so exciting the second weekend she's flying in on the 10th she'll have seen this one go up or she so like i said uh all of these plays the cycle of seven plays which is called the american psalm cycle okay Hmm. um was just written in the last eight months. So Trouble in Kind has had one reading at the Simpatico Theater in Philadelphia. So this will be the first time it's been physicalized ever, wow. which is also a big responsibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah but no pressure. Also no very pressure. exciting. But there's nothing. But there's nothing like there's no framework for us. Right. Yeah. Which we can do it the way we want it, the way we see it, the way we interpret it. Right. Yeah. Um, and everyone is going to have to follow what we do because we're going to be the first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you two who have done the festival before and have been yes. involved in a variety of, of ways, how does this play really push the idea behind On the Verge and what On the Verge brings? Like, how does this really represent the festival? 
There are so many answers to that question. Um, Think of a good one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think one of the really special things about this play is that the language of it is it feels really different than a lot of other things that we've done before. Um, it is a smaller it, it this cast feels really like intimate. Um, the story feels really intimate, but the language of, of it all, um, a, a lot of the plays that we've done in the past are all kind of more um, naturalist um, mm -hmm. based. So, you know, it's all just like kind of conversation that you would just hear on the street. But this has been kind of a big feat in itself, like diving into the language of it. And I think that the way that Josiah has helmed, you know, the direction of the storytelling, that that's going to be something really different. And we've talked about it before, but it is very Shakespearean in that sense where it's like you're learning how to read this language for the first time. And I think that's going to be something that's really special for audiences, something that's not a period piece, which, you know, does get produced a lot in Santa Barbara but is something really fresh and new and it's uh and it all ties into the themes that this play comes into where we're asking the audience again every, just like we have every year to think about the conversations that we're having to think to create new conversations when they leave the theater um to help as a community reimagine what our future could be the you know what the narrative could be um and I know I'm speaking like really abstract terms, but a lot of the play is so much abstract, but that's the only way that we can imagine a future where horrible things that happen to, you know, that, that happen to the characters in this play don't happen again. Um, and I really love like, you know, everything that OTV has ever done, but this one in particular feels really, really mm. special. Mm. Because mm -hmm. it's not just a challenge for us as artists, but it's also we're asking, we're we're asking ourselves to challenge the community as well. And then, on top of that, one of uh, on the verge's values is the playwrights. I want to really want to emphasize that um, we really look for playwrights that are in tune with what's happening right now, mm -hmm. and we think Gracie and Kadi Dot are doing that. Um, and so being able to bring their stories to life because we feel like they have something in touch with what we want to say. And regardless of what the story is, right, like like Terry said, this is something new for us. It is verse in a way. It is it's not the like edgy rock and roll show that we in, are usually put on, but it's special and it's now and people need to hear it. Yeah. And. That's what our goal has been is to find playwrights who are good writers writing great plays that are also for that we need to hear in the moment. Yeah, and I feel like that's something that OTV has it's it's been a part of the OTV mission since mm -hmm. day one. Um, and OTV also creates the opportunity by um, not just like, you know, bringing in playwrights that we want to hear from, but also creating a space for uh, actors of color like myself mm -hmm. to have that space to mm -hmm. say what I want to say right that I can't find anywhere else right and because even oh, can I well I just want to interject that even though sometimes we have casting that's multi M more mm -hmm. open casting oh, in this yeah. town. We, do we don't we have. Yeah. We do the best we can. Uh, w one place we're lacking, and I think pretty sorely, is 
representation that's current or that that is authentic that's authentic that's actually not just representing some uh idea or notion playing a secretary and it was one of those things where it was like we have colorblind casting terry lee is a secretary it's like that's not the point of color that's not the point right like i like because because there's colorblind casting right sure which is what it is, Fine. and that's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's but a thing. It's like just it is like a, a thing, fact. right? Yeah. But I think color conscious casting yes. is yes. a better way yeah. to put yes. it. Yes. Okay, conscious casting. Uh, and I would say we have a lot of color unconscious casting, yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even sort of <laughs> like yeah, because what happens un- unconsciously, I think, is like everyone thinks they're bridging some mm-hmm. boundary and they're casting Tara Lee as a sec. I don't know. I don't have a reference for you what that wonderful. was. I was not <laughs> part of that. Secretary. I don't know anything about that. But, <laughs> but I mean, you, you know, so there's representation and there's hair. representation. I, I just come off like two weeks. I won't say what theater. I won't say who's directed. But I just came off of an audition for um, The Glass Menagerie. Oh, yeah. And they wanted to have the option for an all-black cast of Glass Menagerie. Uh And I'm telling you, but like, (laughs) when I say, if you're not going to choose to do this version of this play consciously, and I'm just like, the black option, like, you know, when we go to callbacks, there's like, everyone else is white, but then there's the mom, then there's myself, and like, we're the only black ones there. Like, come on. Like, it's so that you can, and just in case, you have the desire to want to explore that i'm like i'm not here to be explored yeah like please cast this with an all-black cast because it was your like intention Intention. right you know it's a bad feeling right well it feels a little opportunistic right exactly it's the same thing of like paying attention to a person's energy Mm -hmm. and what they bring into a room versus like filling a quota which is what i feel like right. unfortunately is happening across the country and I'll go ahead and put Chicago on blast Ooh. with this right now um, because we've been having a lot of discussions about diversity and inclusion right. and um, but what does that mean mm-hmm. you know what does that mean it's like oh well let me just sprinkle some people of color like throughout this production so we can all pat ourselves on the back and feel good yeah uh versus like taking the time to actually see people as to actually see them that that's just it period is like see them the same way as you would see you know somebody else who is closer to your experience you know this is not just an actor of color this person is dynamic Mm -hmm. and and having the willingness Mm -hmm. to see like all of the different layers that they're going to bring to something um yeah. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I think that that's one of the reasons that the On the Verge Festival continues to be so important to me and, you know, to the, the community here is because you are bringing work that is current that allows for this sort of consciousness mm-hmm. to take place. It's not just, hey, we did Oklahoma, but mm-hmm. guess what? Yeah. You know, right. it's like we are do we're actually representing an experience that is that is real, that is authentic, that is that is happening that just doesn't get spoken about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the mainstream. Like um, you were all reflecting that Santa Barbara is this very uh, wealthy town. It has a lot of wealthy people in it, but most of the people that live in Santa Barbara and Goleta 
our, you know, I think our median income is like 29,000 and, right. you know, yeah. it's actually mm-hmm. really kind of working class yeah. and mm-hmm. it, a lot of people are in the service industry and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, it, it, it's just that the <laughs> flash of the money is so, and, and, and we have a, a large Latinx population and Definitely. I can't tell you when we've done a, a Latinx playwright recently. Right. And that's, and that's something that has been on, on the Verge's mind is, is trying to find, cause that's who we, that's who, or I feel like who we're trying to talk to is that, that working class. That's what Trouble and Kind is about is the working class yeah. wherever you are. Um, and so I am excited to have that voice because we haven't had it in the four years that we've existed. Um, and so to try and bring that that in and be like, we're here for you too, yeah. you right. know, yeah. uh, right in the middle of downtown, like come and join us as well. So very excited about so that. So can you, um, before we uh, finish, would you tell us what dates you guys are are showing yes give yes, us all yes. the details um, and also right before that i do want to talk a, a little bit about athena oh yeah, yeah. give um, us a little a yeah. little taste yeah so athena by gracie gardner is being directed by kate bergstrom and it is going to be a workshop reading because this is also a very brand new play like just landed at samuel, samuel french um oh, wow okay and so but it's really cool and it's going to be a fun foil <laughs> to the play that i'm mm. directing to trouble and kind okay. Because essentially, there's another character that comes in at the end, but it's a two-hander um, about fencing. And Terry, feel free to chime in about <laughs> this because um, she's also is in it. Um, but it's about two two women fencers, young younger girls, and they want to be the best, right? And so they they have one match, and then they're like, "Oh, you're pretty good." She's like, "You're pretty good." Do you want to practice together? And so then they have, they create this relationship that is based in competition, Hmm. but love comes out of it. And it's hilarious and fast paced and raw. And it's really cool. Now, is there a day that we can see both or is, okay, great. Oh, sorry. So, so the way the schedule works this year Mm -hmm. is, uh, the sh- our, the festival opens on August the second. Okay. Thursday. So Thursday will be the reading of Athena. Friday, Saturday, Sunday is Trouble and Kind. The next week on the ninth, Thursday, Athena, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Trouble and Kind. Great. Yeah. Okay. Great. Fantastic. All at eight p.m. All at eight p.m. All at eight p.m. Yeah. At the Community mm-hmm. Arts Workshop on garden street 631 garden street all right we're gonna see what can we thank these people enough i don't think we can i don't think it's possible no but can we thank you enough thank you so much (laughs) for having us it's always great to have you guys here thank you so much for bringing the festival here every year i hope that it comes back every year and i can't wait to see both the productions yeah thanks a lot thank Thank you guys so much that was fascinating Totally interesting. I'm very much looking forward to seeing the 2018 On the Verge Fest. Now, that goes, tell me the dates on that again. August 2nd through 5th at 8 p.m. And then August 9th through 12th at 8 p.m. And the Thursdays are the reading, right? Right. And that's Athena. Athena, And that's what Terry was talking about with the fencing. And that's directed by Kate Bergstrom. And then the other evenings are going to be... Trouble and Kind. Trouble and Kind. And that's directed by... So, 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 so
something to get our popcorn out for. Yeah, something to do other than the drunken brawl that is Fiesta. Oh, yeah, stay away. Yeah, do something civilized. Do something civilized, like seeing some theater in a warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye-bye, Maggie. See you later.